following show is for comedy only and is purely for the sake of entertainment. The stories, characters, and people affiliated with this show talk about hypothetical situations for laughs. Listener discretion advised. San Quentin, what good do you think you do? Do you think I'll be different when you're through? my heart and mind and you warp my soul your stone walls turn my blood a little cold San Quentin may you rot and burn in hell this meeting is being recorded didn't know we needed it twice but all right <laughs> like I was saying uh before we started recording usually we talk about uh criminal justice uh reform and whatnot in prison shit on this show but uh big news today ukraine uh right now the russians they just kind of walked into the donbass region which was controlled by um rebels and uh i think they're conducting airstrikes right now what are your thoughts on the situation shane boy um I hope I hope cooler heads prevail, man. I'm I'm really this is this is one of those moments in you know in my lifetime that you know I I really never wanted to see. Um, you know, with the escalation, the tensions, and um, you know the the reason behind what's going on in terms of you know um, a, a fiat currency system that just leads you know people to do atrocious things. Uh, I'm I'm hoping that um, the the people in NATO and the, the you know the U.S. and Canada and the rest of uh, the the Five Eyes and out there really kind of take a step back and pause. Uh, this is not one of those situations where we can afford loose talk. It's not one of those situations where we can afford uh, to do saber rattling, and we definitely shouldn't be trying to do any uh, any type of escalation. You know, I think. Probably the best case scenario here is you just you let Russia take uh, Ukraine, and I think this is a lesson to the the, the global world. Is man, you, you will we'll be derided, you know, in, in America for our quote unquote, you know, gun culture. But yeah. at the end of the day, what he's fucking invading us. And excuse me if I'm I shouldn't be cussing on your show. I apologize. Um, you know what, the, Shane? Watching your fucking mouth, man. Holy shit. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Asking that shit, man. Uh, um, but yeah, I, man, I'm, I'm, I don't want to say I'm nervous. Um, I just, I, I, for the life of me, I don't understand at this point. You know, dude, I'm still on fucking IRR status. I'm nervous. I don't want to fucking die in the snow. Yeah, like, well, I mean, it's a perfect time to maybe talk about being a conscience objector. I've had uh, a couple people actually reach out to me just today to talk about this. Really. Um, yeah um and you know this is the thing it's like if you're a conscientious objector you don't have to go anywhere and you shouldn't go anywhere uh the idea that we're going to push you know men and women uh you know into a, a battle with russia in the middle of winter is one of the stupidest ideas you know we've ever heard you know that well, there, there, there's nothing over there for america that, that's the right. thing is you know like any blood, treasure, or time or resources spent uh, on Ukraine is absolutely unnecessary. <laughs> There's no interest there for us. Yeah. Um. Well, you know, let's uh, talking about it from a, a a soldier perspective. I mean, we the soldiers that I started getting right before I got out in um it was January of 
last year, I believe. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. January of last year. But we we're conducting PT tests, and uh, no one can pass PT. And the new privates that came in from basic. And then we did um, a range exercise, and no one can shoot. And so then we uh, we were getting ready, uh, ready for this, like, big uh, year exercise. And so we were going through, like, basic soldier skills, not even, like, standard skills that the job that we that we did we were mps um i hope you'll forgive me for being a professional blue falcon but but, uh you know they not only did they not know they didn't know mp shit they didn't know basic soldier shit so basically what we're getting right now coming out of basic is these indoctrinated like you know husks that are like just sent to the unit level and expected to be trained there whenever we have to train them on more advanced shit like that's what basic training's for and i talked to my friends who are active duty and they said they're experiencing the same thing this isn't your army or your excuse me your marine corps anymore your navy whoever's listening out there your air force this is like i i mean the products that we're getting are not suited for war so i mean i don't i don't know what they expect for the military to do you know well, I mean, I think if you look at it from, you know, the Occam's razor point of view, um, in 2009, I think it was, yeah, 2009 when Barack Obama came into the, the White House, right? You, you had a calling, um, you know, of people who were the really hardened vets at that point. And I mean, we had some really, really uh, battle hardened uh, veterans at that point. And, you know, like, I, I'm not going to sit here, you know, and say, you know, the, the whole the whole thing is, uh, you know, awful. You know, the the idea that you know we went to war in Iraq and Afghanistan and all that kind of stuff. Like, I'm not going to sit up here on a hill and praise that or or you know the idea that you know being a, a hard veteran is a good thing. I'm just going to say, you know, it's a fact that you know a lot of guys up until uh, Barack Obama came had a ton of experience downrange, uh, tons. Uh, they had rewritten you know books in terms of you know the close quarters battle, uh, oh, yeah. the, the, the urban battle, the, uh, you know, the, the open spaces in terms of Afghanistan, you name it. Like we, we did all sorts of new things. In the, An entire in the doctrine was rewritten. Yeah. And the guys that rewrote it, um, were forced out a lot, uh, at, you know, at scale and the, you know, these hardened, hardened guys that you want to, you know, deploy if there's ever a real war, um, were, were called out of the military. And so you start to see that. You start to see, you know, the, the kinder, softer, softer um, you know, <laughs> policies put in place to where anybody can be a frontline fighter, you know, standards are dropped. Even when they say they're not dropped, you're like, yeah, they're dropped, man. Like, you know, if they're not, then go over there and do pull-ups, right? Like just a, yeah. a simple test versus, um, you know, and, and, and just – things like that so if you look at it from that point of view is like i mean i I just kind of see this whole situation that's unfolded where uh america has been um you know put up on the chopping block in terms of you know like a sacrificial lamb by these people that either first and foremost don't know what they're doing or secondly by design um and i think there's a, a gradient here you know a continuum where some people are on you know one side and some people are on the other um, you know, for, you know, social justice and inclusiveness and all that kind of crap in the military that really doesn't have any place. And then you've got on the other side of it, you've got people with wicked design 
that um, absolutely wanted the American military to fail and to be, you know, a, a shell, a husk of what a, you know, in, in terms of what it was designed to be. So, you know, I, I just see it, I see it all as that. And you look at the commander in chief and you just kind of look at it and you go, hmm, you know, this, this looks just like a, you know, if I was going to destroy America, this is, this is exactly what I would design it to look like. I would design it with a weak ass military and a weak ass commander in chief and an intelligence, you know, apparatus and alphabet soup in DC that is not on America's side, which right. you take a look around. I mean, peaceful people around the globe, especially America, have been criminalized by the alphabet soups and by the deep state and by all of these different organizations. And honestly, um, you know, when you, when you take a look at it from that perspective, you just it's plain as day. Um, you know, this is this is all by design. It's so funny that you mentioned um you know, that culling during the Obama era, because my, I just had cigars with a, a buddy the other day, and he was telling me about that, uh, the second culling that they're experiencing right now. And they're, yeah. they're kicking out a lot of people due to these vaccines. If you refuse several times, then they're just straight up discharging. I didn't think it was going to happen, actually, because I mean, every, you know, every time someone fails PT, they threaten to kick them out. And I know they put Marines on fatty programs, but the army, I guess, doesn't have that. Uh, you know, oh, your uh, your sound just cut out. Oh, there it is. There we go. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, so you, then you they have fatty programs for the Marine Corps, and then you cut out. Oh yeah, and but the Army doesn't have that. You know, they don't have fatty programs. They just keep them at the same rank, and they'll threaten paperwork all day, all night. Nothing happens. I expected the same thing with these vaccine mandates for the military, but it turns out yeah. they're just discharging people, and they're giving them. Um, it's like honorable with like an asterisk. I can't remember the exact terminology, but uh, I mean they're 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 cutting down the herd. Uh, they're you know shooting themselves in the foot and then picking a fight with the baddest motherfucker on the block. Uh, what what is to be gained here? Like why why I don't understand the mentality of what's going on. Yeah, I, I think if you try to make sense out of chaos, um, which is exactly what this is, um, you, you'll just drive yourself insane, right? Like this is insanity, uh, and, and and you know, it's um, I think it's by design. Like I don't, I don't think this is, you know, I don't, I don't think there is this much, you know, going badly for uh, the DOD in terms of readiness and the executive branch in terms of, you know, a stable mind and a backbone and a set of balls, um, in the white house, uh, and in a time where, you know, the American people have been propagandized for two years under psychological warfare, right? Like, I mean, you look at what's going on right now and you look at, you know, around the globe, these guys are positioned in a real way, um, to change what the paradigm is, you know, in political science, they'll talk about, um, a unipolar, or, uh, you know, a multipolar type of, uh, you know, hegemony or structure out there in the world. So, um, you know, right now, I think we're, we're starting to really see that tested for why, you know, f for the United States, like, um, you know, we were, we were an empire and, you know, unfortunately, um, in history, people don't really take stock of, um, you know, what's going on around them until things are going badly. Um, and, and the fact that we allowed 
the U.S. government to grow into an empire and not just be, you know, stay in its constitutional uh, boundaries. Uh, and you you get to the point where uh, in in history, you are the empire. Like it's, it, I, I think probably, you know, if there's a, a silver lining in all this, the silver lining is decentralization in, in our country uh, and across the globe will be the one saving grace of the human species. Like mm -hmm. you will be freer um, to live your life, to not be in, you know, intruded on by your, your local or state uh, or federal government, if the federal government still exists. So I, I think there is some silver lining to this. Do you see the like neoliberal, the neoliberals commenting under like Biden's posts about this? Like they're just like, oh, this is how someone stands up to Russia and like we're going to kick their ass and red, white, and blue. And this is like 2002 all over again. I heard Scott it's Horton say weird. that and it's so funny. And I looked on Twitter like, He's right. Like it's 2002 all over again. We have the baddest fucking military. We're gonna kick their asses, and it's like, dude, you're not gonna fucking enlist, and your friends aren't gonna fucking enlist. I don't know who. Like, I don't know who not you think you're talking to. I've even seen some of these uh, very, very blue uh, pilled idiots out there um, talk about drafting the unvaccinated. I'm like, hey, man, like you guys are, wow. yeah. Yeah, there's a giant post out there wow. under one of um, um, Joe Biden's uh, posts, you know, just just in the past 24 hours, uh, you know, that's saying you exactly that. Some some, you know, blonde bimbo that has, you know, <laughs> absolutely, you know, a, a two second memory like a goldfish. And she's she's talking about, you know, drafting people um, and, and specifically drafting people that are unvaccinated. Right. Like. The, the, the conundrum and the 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 mental uh you know cognitive dis dissidence that they have going on in in so many places because of inconsistent principle is just <clears throat> it's on display for the entire world to see and i think you know that's probably the the easiest thing for those of us that want peace that want liberty that want freedom that want to move on from this you know clown world that we're living in right now is just to be able to point out the absolute obvious in you know social media and everywhere else. Like it's just it's so plain to see for us. Do you think they're gonna walk this back anytime soon? Do you think they're gonna like step back? Well, I think it. I think in psychological operations, you always have to walk it back a little bit, right? You you press 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 press. You you know you push fear into the population, and then you let up. And then you hit them with something else. So, you know, we've gone from, you know, COVID, which was, you know, the Alpha and then the Delta and then the Omicron, and, you know, the mask and the lockdowns and, you know, obviously all of these other things throughout the past two years where you think you're getting a breath and then they hold you right back under. And so, you know, this is one of those points where you came up for a big breath as everything was ending, as the narratives are falling apart, uh, where we're finding more and more evidence that this was manufactured, you know, and had patents on it in 2016, 2017 sometime yeah. in terms of the Omicron. Um, we're seeing that, you know, none of the stuff that they told us really, you know, was not only not true, but it was based in falsehood and lies and propaganda. And so 
they're going to need a really big distraction as the death toll goes up from the, you know, the vaccines. They're going to need a, a giant wag the dog moment. And I really honestly think, you know, this is what they're going to try to do. I think they're going to try to play this out as long as possible, keep tensions and fear as high as possible. And then, you know, maybe at the last second, try to walk something backwards saying, oh, look at, look at Biden's diplomacy. You know, look at, look at how he masterfully handled this situation. Thank God we can go back to just being America and they can go back to being Russia and we can all be free again. I guarantee you that's, that if, if they're, if they're smart, that's the way they're going to go. The, I mean, the other, the other route is uh, annihilation of the human species. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, do you see, do you see boots on the ground or do you see, uh, you know, nukes pointed at each other, you know, Mexican standoff style. Cause we have an all time uh, low retention late retention rate. Yeah. So I don't, I, you know, I, I don't want to say there won't be boots on the ground. And honestly, I, I think we have boots on the ground now um, in a lot of places. And I think, you know, a lot of what's going on inside of Ukraine is, you know, we have, I think there's over 15 bio sites in Ukraine that are U S bio sites. Right. Um, I think, I think there's probably a ton to be said about the uh, alphabet, alphabet soup boys that are running around over in Ukraine right now that are yeah. too close, that are, uh, that are trying to, you know, shape politics over there. You know, obviously, you know, and, and you know, the thing is, is we know that the Bidens are, you know, knee deep in this kind of stuff in Ukraine in terms of the politics and, and bribes and, you know, making sure that, um, They've they've kind of you know put forth a lot of effort and money and to to get themselves I guess you know uh, paid in the long run but you know I think there's a lot more on the ground that's going on that I, I don't I don't think most people are, are aware of or care to think of they just think of it in these big almost like macro type of things bad well I mean that's that's really kind of a elementary understanding of a fight, right? Um, when you look at people on a playground that are five years old, one kid's bad and one kid's good. And usually that's, you know, the way people think. But when you look at situations like this, like America, uh, you know, in terms of the DOD and the alphabet boys, man, we've got, we got blood on our hands all over the place. Fucking monsters. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, the idea that, you know, we're, we're not neck deep over there in Ukraine um, with, all of these guys, you know, I, I, I say that's also a lie. So we're not the good guys. They're not the good guys, you know, and that's, they've, they've got interest. Um, apparently, you know, Biden's got some interest over there somewhere and the, the powers that be that want the normal everyday people to, to fight it out. I think those are the, you know, those are the guys that, you know, are absolute, um, the, the most evil pieces of shit on earth. I, I mean, to, to destroy, lives i mean you see some of these guys kissing their girlfriends or wives or whoever you know um they've got their their uniform on they're they know they're you know maybe seeing them for the last time saying goodbye yeah. and just jesus christ like if that doesn't hit people in the feelings man like and th this is bigger than you know just countries going and having a spat like you know they don't nobody understands that better than yeah. you know somebody that's been there and done it so let's talk. Uh, let's talk worst case scenario. Let's talk IRR, uh, <laughs> IRR recall and fucking draft. Yeah. How do you think that would go down? What? 
I mean, so, fuck, I know I know what I'm doing. Yeah, I, I hope everybody gives him the middle finger. I hope everybody becomes a conscientious objector. I hope, you know, this, you know, this departure of all of these people under, you know, the vaccine mandates. I hope these are the guys that are just like, get fucked, man. Like, you no, know, you, you obviously, um, you know, you don't want us here. You, you didn't, uh, you didn't need us. You have everybody that you could possibly need right here. It's like, nah, I, I think it'd go over like a lead balloon. Honestly, I think, uh, in a, in an amazing fashion, you'd see, you know, not only the guys that were being recalled, but I think you see vets across this country. We should be like, you're out of your mind. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, the, well, the last time. The last time this uh, a draft happened and a bunch of people were conscience objectors, it was fucking Vietnam, dude. I yeah. mean, and that yeah. that ended in fucking bloodshed and beatings. I mean, yeah, and I I think it'd be worse today um, because here's the thing: is all the you know all these vets that we've talked about, these battle hardened vets over the past twenty years, they're here and they know for a fact our enemies are with inside the country. And then you know, you've got the truckers moving on DC right now. I mean, what this all signals to me is, you know, the end of a, uh, a despotic DC, hopefully, you know, it, it, maybe even it did. Let's do honestly, I, I'm ready for states to go their separate ways and then probably even decentralized from there. Um, because, what we're seeing it's we, we've, it's not we've seen we've seen the experiment fail because of centralization for sure yeah it's just not working i mean fuck they're calling the dc guard again <laughs> yeah oh, <God. laughs> last year like apparently called up like 800 um you know troops i think four of them, 400 or 300 of them are, are from the dc area and they're not going in armed they say but they're gonna do um you know you know these choke point type of yeah um you know traffic mitigation type movements and yeah i don't know i don't know how many trucks are going to show up or any of that kind of stuff but um, i went, I went to idea. school with the i went to school with their captain i hope he uh, i mean he was a very cool headed when he when we went to school together but hopefully he continues to keep that mentality or hopefully he's he's out of that unit but uh hopefully cooler heads prevail i um, how do you think that's gonna go? I mean, mil like fucking soldiers directing traffic. Now Boy, you know, I, I I don't see I don't see it going well for the Biden administration. I don't see it going well for DC. Um, if enough trucks show up, and I hope they do, I really I hope this is a gigantic overtaking of DC. Like once and for all, it's just done. I don't want to piddle around, you know, four or five trucks, you know, show up and I'm being facetious. I think there's going to be a lot more than that, but I don't know, you know, how many trucks would need to show up. You know, I think it's quite a few. I think it's, I think it's more than, uh, 10,000. I think, you know, you need 10,000 trucks to show up at least, and they all need to have support. And then we need to, um, obviously, uh, make sure that logistically that they're supported. Um, and, you know, preview of Canada, look out, man, because if you've got money in banks right now in fiat, I would tell you, um, get out of fiat and get out of fiat banks as fast as you can. I'm not going to tell you, um, where to put it. I'm going to tell you that my money's on Bitcoin and it's because I understand Austrian economics and I understand Bitcoin, uh, and have done a ton of study in yeah. these places. Um, but yeah, you know, this is, this could be that part where 
you know, the, the social credit scores in America come in, they black out anybody, they lock down, um, your bank accounts and, you know, they, they try to enact, um, their, their plan in terms of total domination, uh, Eastern style social credit scores. And if you aren't part of that crowd, you're going to be dealt with at some point, you're going to be locked out of society. And just the, just the optics alone of just constant like occupation let's call it what it is occupation of the nation's capital is just so dystopian it makes them look so illegitimate i mean i don't under i don't it doesn't matter what it looks like anymore like i think they've kind of been transparent for a long time haven't they i mean they kind of just play their cards out in the open now because you know who the fuck are you to stop us kind of thing oh they're not right either right like that and that's, that's i i think this is one of the things so you know, having having run for a number of political offices now, um, I can tell you from meeting lots of politicians, they're fucking stupid. I mean, and I mean, <laughs> they're just they're they're not well studied. They're not bright. They don't have any principles that are consistent. And you know, when when you put those people in power, um, it's easy it's easy for them to walk on a stage or in front of a microphone and make gaff after gaff after gaff because they can't stay politically consistent and after a while when you know your your trust in the institutions as a people erodes and i'm talking so congress has been at an all-time low forever the executive um you see obviously uh the, the press and you know propaganda all those guys have been uh diminished and now you've now you've, you've got like the U.S. military, right? Like nobody has any trust in any of these institutions, and you know that's that's okay. That's 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 where we need to go to be freer people. So, you know, like every I know a lot of people have a hard time with the the idea that the United States isn't going to be the United States, but I think the United States was built on the idea that if you worked your ass off and you didn't hurt people and you didn't take their stuff, you could live a really free life. And that idea is something that I think will be returned to society when everything isn't politicized by DC or by the state or by bureaucrats. And, you know, that idea is what will last and will take us in, into, I think, probably much better days if we can avoid fucking nuclear disaster with uh, Russia. Yeah. Now, I know I brought you on to talk about Ukraine from a you know, former Marine perspective, but, you know, you mentioned that you ran several uh, several times for office. You're, you're running again for governor, aren't you? I am. Yeah, we, uh, we actually have qualifying here in, um, in less than a week or in a little over a week, uh, March 7th. I think that week is our, our qualification. Um, got the nomination for uh, the, the governor uh, run down here from the LP. So, yeah, I am uh, I'm officially the governor candidate, I guess, here in a week. Cool. Going to piss a bunch, bunch of people off again? <laughs> that's, that's the entire goal. Uh, the goal is to um, obviously use a lot of the asymmetrical tricks that I have in my, my bag and um, yeah. go out there and just expose these guys for who they are, right? I mean, they're an illegitimate government. And, yeah. the, the, you know, the, the voting is rigged. Um, the, the, the banks are rigged. The justice system is rigged. The, the executive is rigged. It's all rigged against people. And to be able to sit there and be that guy that points it out now, well, probably painting a target on my back, but at the same time, uh, you know, if it, if it garners, you know, if I can get 10% of the population here in Georgia to sit there and go, yeah, 
this is illegitimate. Um, things are going to change very, very fast. And, you know, for, for the better, there, there will be some um, friction in some places, I think. But at the, at, because we're so extremely well armed, I mm-hmm. think, just think we're on the cusp of something amazing. And, um, you know, begging these people for peace and presenting solutions at the same time. I mean, that's, that's, you know, where it's at. I mean, I, I think, you know, for, for, you know, for you guys and my audience, like I like to share solutions in terms of like where I'm going um, and what I'm doing, what I'm pushing. Um, I think obviously our economy uh, built on a fiat enslavement type of uh, system is the first thing that has to change. Yeah. Um, the solution to that, I think, is being a Bitcoin economy or at least accepting Bitcoin as as legal tender. Uh, the secondly is getting uh, government completely out of schools um, and education, right? Because government indoctrination is is probably one of the biggest reasons why we're in this spot now. And then lastly, uh, the criminalization of peaceful people, uh, criminal justice reform, right, is... You know, if people aren't uh, hurting people and taking their stuff, um, we're going to decriminalize anything and everything. We're going to set people free and we're going to nullify uh, and, and decentralize everything down to the local area as fast as possible. So, I mean, in terms of being a, a governor candidate, uh, pretty easy sell, I think, in, in you know, 2022 20, uh, now. And the fact that we've got some pretty good name recognition down here. Uh, it's going to be very interesting for sure. Yeah, you held the Republicans hostage. I mean, do you think they learned their lesson? I mean, they know who you are now. The whole fucking state knows who you are now. Probably the country at this point. The Republican Party hates you. Do you think that you can hold them hostage again? Do you think they'll listen this time? So we're already doing it. Um, they're they're moving. Um, they've already started talking about school choice. Um, Ralston, the Speaker of the House, shot it down the other day, unfortunately, uh, as a Republican is crazy in 2022 that you do that um but you know he's talking about uh kemp the governor is talking about moving towards constitutional carry uh and and, and making some other moves as far as he thinks he can so far which you know hey you know if that's if that's how this thing manifests itself in terms of him trying to be more of a you know quote-unquote freedom uh type of candidate then i'm doing my job and yeah if I was if I wasn't running, uh, you know, I definitely I don't know that we'd have that kind of political pressure to put on these people. So, yeah, I think it's I think it's definitely working. Okay, cool. Do you think uh, there's any weight in the infiltration method like New Hampshire did or like the post libertarians are trying to do? I I told always I, so because I tried as a Republican in 2018 and I support. And, and that's what I hey, tell people on, like, though, can you go back sure. real quick? Sorry that the internet kind of fucked up for a second. Yeah, no problem. Where, where'd you lose me? Uh, you said, um, in 2018 when you're a Republican. Yeah. When, when, in 2018, I ran as a Republican, um, you know, just to see, you know, if I could use the GOP, uh, as a, as a vehicle to promote freedom and liberty. Um, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, um, I did, I did all right. Uh, captured about thirty percent of the vote, but behind the scenes, I just I saw what the leadership was in the GOP at the you know the county, uh, the region, and the state and federal level, and I was like, man, this is a unsalvageable flaming pile of shit. And yeah. you know, I was just like, I can't do it now for everybody else, like though, and those guys that see a path. I encourage them to, you know, I encourage people to go. If you think you can do something good, go do it. 
but don't, you know, don't sit there and try to like hijack, you know, what I've built in terms of a following and an audience and things like that and say, Hey, you need to go do it this way. You need to go try it that way. Look, I've tried it guys. And I don't think I could, or I would. Um, but I don't want to discourage anybody from, you know, if, if you see a path, go for it. Like that's, that's the one thing I think um, a lot of the liberty movement is missing is like, you got to do it this way. You got to do it that way. Well, here's the thing is, is like, you know, each region is different. Each county is different cities, you know, states. And, and you know, you get it down We as liberty people. So let's respect the individual, especially the individual that's out there fighting. If we're going to, you know, if we're going to do anything like, hey, man, that guy believes he can go in and take over the GOP. Great. Good for you, though. I, I, I speak from experience in terms of I don't think I can do it in my area. If you see a path, fucking man, I will cheer you on. I'll support you all the way. And I don't care if you've got a, you know, a Liberty, uh, you know, an L next to your name or an R next to your name or a D or an I. I don't give a shit who you are. Like, fucking charge on, man. I am with you. And I'll, I'll even, you know, I'll even go as far as to say I'm not going to agree with even libertarians on everything. Right. But in that goes for Democrats and Republicans and independents. But if I find a, an issue that I can push in a local area through, you know, something like uh, the Helios initiative that I launched, uh, I guess, mid year last year, um, I'm going to help you fight that. I'm going to help you fight it at the state, local, federal level, whatever you want. Um, but yeah, I, there, there is, you know, that's the thing is people, everybody's relevant. And if you have an idea and you have passion and you have, you know, some work ethic, there's, there's no telling what you can change. You want to talk about the Helios initiative a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, the Helios initiative, um, I'm, I'm kind of a, a constitutional uh, autist, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, I, I spent a lot of time learning it um, and, and really being able to kind of regurgitate it so that I knew down to the mechanics how it worked. Um, as a tool because I didn't, I had, I had a, you know, I had a complaint. I was like, Americans don't understand the constitution and without understanding it myself enable, you know, in, in order to teach it on that level, I was like, I, I can't say that to people. I can't go out and criticize people for not knowing the constitution if I can't teach it. Right. So knowing the constitution and knowing what I know about law, um, the the constitution is a tool it was it's an imperfect tool um you know the constitutional republic has failed the constitution definitely didn't work but it will bring most people who believe in america and the teachings of america back into a place right so it's based on um two articles in the constitution article five and article six article five just states that you can't change the constitution without a two-thirds majority of the states or two-thirds majority of the house and the senate um, which is the amendment process so that is a critical piece in terms of understanding um, how anything can be constitutional now secondly in conjunction with article six article six is the what they call the supremacy clause the supremacy clause states that Anything that is not pursuant to the United States Constitution is notwithstanding. And so if it's notwithstanding, it is not law. That means that simple law that is passed without a two-thirds majority or a you know of the states or the Senate is not an amendment and it doesn't change the function of the Constitution. So a executive order, simple law, um, you know, bureaucrats and policy and um, you know 
in any quote unquote opinions of the court systems. None of those things change the way our law works under the constitution. So if we have rights and they try to tell you that you don't have certain rights for let's say cannabis or let's say guns or let's say civil asset forfeiture or mandates, like all of these things weren't changed through an amendment process so that they are notwithstanding, they are not pursuant to the constitution. And this is all, you know, uh, realized in less than a page of a resolution. The beautiful thing is the feds went ahead and did the teeth work for us uh, in terms of uh, 18 U.S. Code 242, and it's deprivation of rights under color of law. Deprivation of rights under color of law just simply states that anyone that deprives you of your rights that are enumerated in the Constitution um, is subject to a felony. And so that means everybody that took an oath per Article six paragraph three of the constitution everybody does that they are subject to deprivation of rights under color of law and in, in a felony if they decide that they want to continue down that path so you can take this resolution and push it to your sheriffs and to your mayors and say hey you know we want this changed we want this nullified we want to decentralize and we want to start you know, healing this community and getting you guys out of the lives of peaceful citizens in our community. So I don't care. Like I said, I don't care if it's drug war. I don't care if it's guns. I don't care if it's civil asset forfeiture. I don't care what it is. You can repeal bad law, whether it's state or federal law at your local level using, you know, this, these simple resolutions. And if anybody's interested, they're up on uh, my, uh, my, my page, radicalpod.com under the Helio tab. So have you had luck with this? Yeah, I actually had my first win uh, here locally in Cherokee County uh, this year, uh, Holly nice. Springs. Yeah, the mayor down there, he just happens to be a Marine, man. And um, he came uh, came out and we we had a, a good talk and explained it to him. And he was like, man, this is great. And I said, yeah, we got lots more to do. And he said, really? I said, yeah, let's do it, man. So uh, civil asset forfeiture is no longer a thing in Holly Springs. They won't accept money. Um, they won't accept any, any type of federal money. They won't accept any state money and they won't do it, uh, in Holly Springs anymore. So first win, nice. uh, was somewhere around September, October of, uh, 2021. So yeah, it works. Civil asset forfeiture is so fucking disgusting. <laughs> I agree with you 100%. But is there anything else you'd like to add? I know you said we're, we're short on time. Oh uh, yeah, man. Jesus passes quick. Doesn't it? Um, no, I mean, if it, anybody wants to help me out, uh, just spreading the word. Um, I'm obviously taking donations uh, on Cash App and all that fun stuff, which on Twitter, it's Shane T. Hazel. But you can find me, support me, retweet, and all that kind of stuff. And um, I just ask people to get involved, go out and do something because it, I was a normal guy. Like, I, I'm still a normal guy. I was just pissed off in 2016 uh, and decided to do something about it. And, you know, within, I don't know, four or five years now, we've, we've had – the ability to make some pretty big you know differences in georgia yep all right shane hazel radical podcast next governor of georgia
Thank you.